that was adorable. But everything that God has done today has been adorable. Because he's awesome. And I'm not. But I'm here to share with you again, and I'm so glad that you have invited me to worship with you. Online, I said, is one thing, but in person is totally different. And I'm glad to have the lapel mic, because I need to, to do this. I talk with my hands. As a retired teacher, that is what I do. And I, I, I want to look at the smiles on your faces and to say thank you again for helping me feel welcomed in your home. And should I say the home of God. This is a house of prayer, and I have seen it and heard it this morning. I have, in, I, I, I have noticed that we've talked a lot about testimonies. And hopefully today you will get a part of a testimony that will encourage you to walk with God. And as those young people just said, he has the power to redeem. I can't save you, but I would be glad to share with you how I was saved. Is that a good thing? Well, let's take a, a minute to get started. Blessed Sabbath, everybody. Welcome to church, worship service, and online as well. We are glad to be able to honor God in this way. When I was um, teaching elementary school, I did a lot of online virtual tours for the children. We went different places, because I'm not well-traveled. But we went different places, and one place we went was to Russia. And while we were there on our virtual tour, the, the children found the Mutryoshka dolls to be very interesting. This is one large doll that has seven little smaller dolls tucked inside of it. And so when we brought back that lesson, they had to compare and contrast these dolls. And when they looked at the dolls, they said, hmm, they have the same form. They had many similarities that they named. They had some differences, and the children say they were so cute, and I believed them. Speaking of compare and contrast, though, I was baptized in four different churches, the Seventh-day Adventist church being my final church of baptism. So if I was in one church, and then I had to go to another church, why would I move from one church to another church if they were all teaching the same doctrine. Wouldn't have to move. Let us pray. Our eternal and gracious Father, you are our creator and our redeemer. Breathe new life into us this morning that we may courageously receive your word as truth. Help us stand firmly, Father, upon it as the sure and living word, have your way through this service. In your precious son's name I pray, amen. When I began seeking God, I wanted a deeper walk with him. I discovered many errors as I was walking with him. There were so many questions that I had in my mind about his government and how he did things in his church. The Holy Spirit, of course, was promised to be sent to us to lead us and guide us 
into all truth. So I felt like there was one big church, and there were several little tiny churches inside of it. Think about it. The churches I was affiliated with had the same form. They had many similarities. They had some differences. They may have been quiet and serene, or warm and friendly, or charismatic and lively, or solemn and Bible-focused. But in order to compare and contrast what I was learning, what I was feeling, and what I was doing, I had to consult a source of truth. That is the Word of God. And in that word, I found out that if you, when we decide to seek him, we shall find him when we shall search for him with all of the heart. And that's found in Jeremiah 29, 13. I am still searching. I am still searching for him. I am still searching for his truth. He is the fullness of life, as we found out in Sabbath school. And he's not hiding from us. He's in plain view. The question is, in today's message, will we find out what he wants us to do? The message is entitled, Come Out of Her, My People. The message was taken from Revelation chapter 18, verses 4 and 5. But for your hearing, I'm going to read verses 1 through 5 so that we can have a contextual setting for what God is saying today. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was, in, was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen and has become the habitation of devils. I want you to remember that. Habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Please remember that. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Two symbolic points I want to make before we move forward. One, Babylon is symbolic here. It is a condition where any church system has strayed away from God's commandments and has believed false teachings. Both the straying away from God's word and believing false teachings have led his people farther and farther away from him and deeper into confusion. The other word, her, 
According to Revelation 17 and 18, a woman represents a false Babylon, Babylonian system. In Isaiah, the Old Testament 47, you will find that a woman again is symbolic of Babylon, whether it is the nation, the system, or the condition of Babylon. And I encourage Bible study because you need to go deeper into this that I just shared. This is not the platform of a Bible study. You actually need to sit down, flip through, highlight, write notes, question. You need to do all of that. But this platform is just a sharing to enlighten and encourage you to go forward and to study God's word for yourself. So is God calling his people out of his church? Absolutely not. But he is calling his church out of something. Christ loves his church. According to Ephesians 5, verses 25 through 27, it says, Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the what? Word. That he might represent it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that it should be holy and without blemish. Not saying we don't fall short, because we do. But his grace and his mercy is provided for all of us so that we have no excuse to be filled with blemishes, spots, or wrinkles. Help us, God. That was a joke. That one. <laughs> but anyhow, so if God is not calling his people out of his church, out of what is he calling them? Again, God is calling his people out of confusion. He doesn't want his people to have a spot or a wrinkle caused by confusion. So he's calling us. God is not the author of confusion. We found that in scripture. In 1 Corinthians 14, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. So God is calling his people out of confusion. So we need to respond to his call. It's a loving call. Lies and deception, they promote confusion. So if we're running in circles where there are nothing but lies, nothing but deceit, we're in confusion. Early in my life, Confusion had been accepted and massaged and pampered inside my heart and in my head. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, I had to make a decision to learn what is the truth. So our Savior prayed to our Father in John 17, 17, and he said to him, Sanctify them. Through thy word. Thy word is truth. God's word is truth. I wish I could say that more and more. God's word is truth. So when you're saying, I don't know what's true. I don't know. I'm just so confused. We can stop that. God's word is truth. So let's understand that Babylon is fallen, is fallen, but she is not destroyed. 
And that's a good thing. Because God is calling his people out before the destruction. So it is high time for us to heed the call. Heed the call. Come out of her, my people. She has a hold. You know, remember that? I said hold on to that. She has a hold. Talking about Babylon. She has a hold on God's people. She is keeping them in confusion. How is she doing that? Through erroneous religious beliefs and practices. At one time, I was so confused about the Sabbath, heaven, and hell. I was so confused. But I sat on the grounds of, of the university and I asked God, which day? Which day is the Sabbath, God? I'm telling you, thank God for Bible study because he led me to the truth. And I stand here, a Seventh-day Adventist, and glad to be. Now, this thing right here, this is why my hands needed to be free. I didn't want it up there. I just want you to look at it. As a teacher, this thing is the guiding book of my life. It's called a calendar. Some of you young folk don't know what that is, but this is old technology. And in it, you have dates and things like that. You, you understand? It kept teachers on track, and we knew what to plan for, and how to make, you know, oopsie cutesy little bulletin boards, etc. However, on the calendar, we also find several religious things for every one of us to follow. Now, are they from God, or are they from man? We need to determine that because of Bible study. So we have to go and study what we've been believing all these years. Many of those religious things that are outlined on the calendar have caused a lot of confusion among God's people and the believers and worshipers of the one true and only living God. So we have to come together on some kind of agreement on what is true. So I encourage us to do Bible study. And if you want to, start with Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 17. I'm not going to read that. But in that, you will find a lot of truth. Not just in that book alone, but throughout the Bible, it is repeatedly announced that God has some guiding principles that he would like for us to remember and to adhere to and to live by. Those ten guiding principles are called the Ten Commandments. God has preserved those Ten Commandments for his people for such a time as this. Because time is wrapping up and a decision has to be made. So if we look throughout the whole Bible, all 66 books, we will find God's indication to the Ten Commandments and their relevance to today. So those ten principles are living and breathing words to help us as his followers, as his people, to be clear, watch me now, in our head and focused in our heart about holy and righteous things. That includes Sunday sacredness and the immortality of the soul. Those things boggled my mind until I got into a study with some Bible-focused people. So if we want to know, God's word is the source of truth. And we can find out. So study those Ten Commandments. Study them as you sit in the presence of an awesome God. And his Holy Spirit will bring a keen understanding 
to what they mean for us today. He will reveal their importance. He will help anyone come out of confusion of anything that plagues us in this present day. I believe that. God is who he says he is. If we search for him with all our heart, we will find him. He's not hiding. So why are we confused? Why? Well, some observations and experiences I've had have indicated that we're confused for three reasons. One, lack of knowledge. Lack of understanding. Lack of a love for the truth. Now, if you have a lack of knowledge, we can learn just about anything. You can be taught. If you have a lack of understanding, we might have to do a few things hands-on, you know, so you can experience it and it will become more real to you. But if you have a lack of the love of the truth, I can't help you. Because what is true? God's word is true. And according to 2 Thessalonians 2, 8 through 10, Paul says, And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness, of unrighteousness in them that perish. And why do they perish? Because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. So today I pray that you love the truth because the truth will set us free. I didn't need to wait for Juneteenth. I've been free since Jesus said so. I live in that freedom, but thank you for the day. How can we come out of confusion? Now, it's not an easy way because everybody's story is different. But I have 10 little points, hopefully. I'm not good with math, but I'm trying something new. <laughs> 10 little points. What do I do when I encounter confusion? Maybe this will help you as well. Number one, I acknowledge that I am confused. Number two, I pinpoint exactly what it is that is confusing me, which means, number three, I give the confusion an identifier. Sort of like I said, God, which day is the Sabbath? That was a confusing point for me. So I called it what it was. Is it Saturday? Or is it Sunday? God, work with me. Work with me. And he will do that. And he has done that repeatedly. So you give your confusion an identifier. That's number three. Number four, find the source of truth. What is the source of truth? Thy word is truth. So number five, you search the source of truth on the topic of confusion, whatever it is. Could be the Sabbath or eternal burning hell, you know, whatever you want to know. It's right there in God's word. 
Number six, accept the truth that is discovered. Once you discover that truth, number seven, turn, walk, or run away from that confusion as fast as you can so that you can maintain the truth that you have just gleaned from God. Number eight, when I learn better, I live better. And number nine, go and grow in grace. Don't point at anybody and tell them what they're not doing. You just go and do what God told you to do. And things will be a lot better in this world. I'm not here trying to tell you to become a Seventh-day Adventist because I did. I want you to study the Word of God and become convicted of the Seventh-day Sabbath as I did. And then you walk in the ways that God has pointed out to you. That's what I would like. Not trying to force you. And number ten, help lead others out of confusion. Help lead them out. One last point. I think I'm doing well on time. Have you ever tried to open someone else's eyes and put in some eye drops? The first thing they will do is back up, tighten up, and probably give you a struggle. Eventually, the one that's receiving the eye drops will calm down and relax and lighten up a little bit. They might open their eyes ever so slightly, and then the administrator can drop in a few drops, and voila, the sight appears. It clears. I believe that is what has happened to us today. That just happened. Once the recipients, tr the trust is increased in the one, him, God, the Holy Spirit, who is trying to put the drops inside my eye, the muscles around, watch my eyes now, my eyes, you see that? The muscles around my eyes, which means my mind and my heart, will relax and begin to trust the one that's trying to put drops in my eyes. So my eyes opened, then the drops were administered to the eyes so that they could bring clarity to me as a recipient. And prayerfully, the Holy Spirit has done the same for your eyes. Because today, I'm telling you, this message is not an easy one to share. But it had to be shared because God is saying, come out of her, my people. Which means that God still has people in confusion. And he loves us too much to leave us in a mist of confusion. We belong to him. We come out and we serve him gladly. Not saying it's going to be easy because we saw the reformers information about Luther this morning. It's not going to be easy. What I have said today is not going to be easy for me to face people when I leave here. Let me tell you why. Because people don't want to hear the truth. And I'm okay with that. Because I am not the truth. He is the truth. And beside him, there is none other. So if we hear his voice calling us today, out of confusion, 
The only thing we can do is allow the Holy Spirit to give us the power to receive that drop of clarity. Come out of her, my people. Now that eye drop wasn't so bad, was it? Can you see clearer now? Let us pray. Our Eternal Father, we are so grateful that you spent time with us showing us the way. Almighty Deliverer, when the enemy shall come in like a flood to distort your word of truth, may your spirit lift up your standard against him. Set your people free, Father, but help us want to be free and choose you today. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.